Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. I finally found my headphones that have a good proper microphone. I've recorded several podcasts, but you know what? I, I didn't post them because you, the audience, deserves better, you know? So the Beats headphones, they suck for podcasting out here in the woods. I'm actually, I'm going full steam ahead on this, and I've decided that this is the medium now, and I'm going to buy a professional Rode microphone that will clip on to me as I walk around out here so I don't have to wear the headphones no more. And, you know, I, I, I stopped fighting it, you know? I stopped fighting it. Like, the whole thing, like, oh, I should go back to the guest format. I, I will, I will, but, you know, this feels right, and this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do today. This is what I want to do now. And for the foreseeable future, I've been saying for a long time that these podcasts is an attempt to be completely authentic, completely real, completely vulnerable. Something about being vulnerable is something about humility, something about these traits. If you can accept them into your life, you become a much more warmer person to be around. I used to suffer with humility tremendously. So much, so much, in fact, that I couldn't even say humility. Like, literally, couldn't say the word. It would, like, come out, like, all, like, broken. Humility. You know what I mean? But, yeah, once I, I found out that it's okay to fuck up, you know? It's okay to look like an ass sometimes, you know? Like, I was really hard on myself for a really long time. And, you know, uh, in therapy, I realized that, you know, like... I don't know how to self-soothe myself at all. Like, this is a version of self-soothing right now, podcasting, hiking, being out here in the woods, you know what I mean? But, like, when... Well, first off, let's check in real quick for the mental health crew out there. You know, uh, with me, if you recall, some of the podcasts that were, you know, a few weeks back or, like, a month ago, I detailed how I was taping off of, uh, tapering off of Lexapro. I did, in fact, taper off Lexapro, and I had a period of, like, four or five days there where, ah, I felt great, dude. I felt so good. My head was so clear. It almost felt like I I was dizzy from it. Like, I had just, like, gotten off a merry-go-round, and, like, I hadn't felt that feeling in a long time. And what I didn't tell you, and, you know, it was not really in a good place like afterwards like about a week later it is true like if you look it up man like depression can come back like that right darkness can come back just like that and engulf you you know and for years man I would just let that shit happen you know I would let myself fall into this like dark chapter where like I knew that things weren't looking good you know like I wasn't feeling good I wasn't feeling good about life I wasn't feeling good about like my trajectory my my vibration was real low, you know, like it was just struggling, struggling in the now. And, um, yeah, I, I, I started to like, um, just not have a good time on weekends, be irritable. I got in some fights with my wife and like, 
we got in this one fight one night and like um I got real upset and uh I picked up a clementine and I threw it against the wall when I threw it against the wall my beads came off my my uh wrist beads that I got from uh Whole Foods and they shattered and I just went back into my room and started journaling immediately and the journal entry is just detailing the raw emotion that I'm feeling in that moment and in that moment um pretty much just asking for help so I decided you know, I don't want to be that guy, you know, where did that come from, you know, where did that anger just rear its ugly head, and it's like, you know where it comes from, it's the shit that you've been keeping, you know, locked up, you know what I mean, like, and, uh, yeah, I made a doctor's appointment, and uh, it took a while to get back to the MD, because they were booked, and in that time, I was doing some research on alternatives to get back on something, because, as I found out when I went to the doctors, you know, I told her I had tapered off properly. She didn't really like the way I tapered. They would have suggested it had been a, a little bit slower. Of course, you know. Uh, but she said something to me that was very interesting. And it's like, you know, why am I on meds? It's because of my serotonin. Serotonin is like the feeling of balance. Like just, you know, you know, a sense of, of, of wellness, a sense of uh, being, a sense of... Uh, belonging I don't know how to describe it but when your serotonin receptors like she told me she says Bob I hate the tightest but I think your serotonin receptors in your brains are just shot you know like you were under so much post-traumatic stress for so many years that you no longer <clears throat> know how to like you know balance things out like you have to figure out it in ways that aren't natural and I totally agreed with this statement and then I agreed with her next statement which was she was suggesting that I try something new and the one that she suggested was Zoloft. So I've been on Zoloft now for almost two weeks. And as I detailed it like a couple years ago when I started Lexapro, they say that you don't feel it like right away. It takes like, you know, weeks or even months. With Lexapro, I felt it the first day. It felt like I had taken like, uh, like ecstasy or something. Like it just felt like so, I, I don't know. I felt like kind of cracked out in a way too. Not cracky because that's a different statement felt drugged you know and then I let it sit into my you know gut and my bi my gut biome was like okay yeah let's process this Lexapro and then I started to find a sense of balance and stuff like that but what would happen with the Lexapro was I went from 10 milligrams up to 20 milligrams and it just wasn't working anymore it, and that happens sometimes with SSRIs you, you can't just think oh this is going to cure me this is like taking like an ibuprofen oh I got hurt I got a headache, boom, let me take these pills, the headache goes away. No, it's not like that. And my dumbass, my stubbornness was like, oh, this doesn't work, that means none of it will work. But dude, I'm here to tell you on this beautiful St. Patrick's Day, in which I took off to go hiking, that Zoloft is feeling pretty good, man. It's feeling pretty good. And I'm thankful. And then here's the other thing that I've been looking into and just, this is it's such a struggle even to talk about it because I don't know where the emotions lie that um, reside within me that make me feel shame when I talk about Jesus Christ. Even saying that out loud, I could feel like right now, like, so I was an altar boy. I went to St. Cosmos and Damien Church, Country Hocken. I went to CCD. One time when I was about like seven years old, my son's son, my son's age, excuse me, I was in CCD class and it was around this time, a couple of weeks before Easter, and they showed me a picture of Jesus Christ um, 
I think it was like after the crucifixion and he was coming off the cross and like you could see that his skin was flayed. And I remember all the other kids in the class just kind of like, you know, okay, great, boo-boos. But like, dude, it hurt me so much that I started to cry, you know. I, and <clears throat> all the teachers like surrounded me and like, you know, were trying to bring me comfort and stuff. And then they told like my mother and, you know, I don't even know how they perceived it. They perceived it that, you know, your son's close to Jesus. And that's what they told me. And then when I got older and the film The Passion of the Christ came out and the same type of like imagery of like the flayed skin and like the the wounds, you know what I mean? Like, it's terrible, you know? It's horrific, you know? And like, I was pretty scared when I was a kid, but I was also fascinated. There was this miniseries, Jesus of Nazareth, that was on ABC or something like that back in the day. And the guy that played him never, he doesn't blink during the whole miniseries when he's an adult Jesus which makes him extremely effective in it. And then, you know, I fell out of, like, once I became a teenager, I stopped going to church completely. My parents used to force my brother and I to go to church. Like, it was, like, kind of like, uh, you know, like going to school or going to the dentist. Didn't really talk about, like, what it meant, you know? Like, it was more or less something we had to do. Confession freaked me out, you know what I mean? Like, thinking, like, when when you make your... uh, you make your act of contrition, you're now able to go into a room and tell the priest how many times you said the F word, how many times you, I don't know, masturbated, you know, like weird shit, you know what I mean? Like, and I had just feelings about it, and then I turned my back on the church when I was like 16 or something like that, 17, and I had diced, you know, I had gone through like then like world religions in college, I had gone through uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, Sheikhism, read all of them. It was like one of my favorite classes. I, I wished it in a way that I, I kept up with it, you know, like I, I, you know, like a, like I could totally see myself as Dr. Cahill in world religions, but that's a different podcast in a different universe. But like the thing is, is like, I looked around at all the different figures in the world, right? The different um, God figures, and then. I even went into the, uh, you know, Old Testament and really tried to dig into, like, you know, Judaism and just, like, you know, the root of everything, you know? And then, like, I've always been, like, even before it was, like, a proper term, inclusion. Like, it's so big, man. Like, including everyone. There's people that we went to school with that we did not include. And there's people we bullied. And there's people that we were unkind to. And, um... Yeah, nobody wants that, you know? Nobody nobody wants that. And especially, you know, like, including everyone means that we're all connected, right? And that's what I followed for years. Got into reggae music, started listening to the positive vibrations of, you know, the Jamaican roots uh, as told by their version of Jesus Christ, Halasi Selassie I, who was uh, an Ethiopian prince. And, like, some people, like, there's footage of him, and they say that he was Jesus Christ reborn in that... Uh, that body, that skin bag. So all this stuff has always fascinated me. You know what I mean? It's fascinated me for years. Sometimes it would all, like the the Christian Catholic, you know, like mindset, Jesus Christ is the son of God. Like that thing always just, I don't know what it was. It was probably just because of the stress of like f- being forced into it, being forced to look at the picture. 
being forced to look at his wounds, you know, and, like, no explanation as to why, you know? And, like, the guilt, you know what I mean? Like, part of, like, my therapy is, like, understanding the fog, fear, obligation, and guilt. And guilt's always been something that I've wrestled with, like, a madman because of, like, my, I guess, my Italian-Irish background, you know? Like, everything's about... You're obligated to show up for dinner on Sunday, huh? You know, like, no, dude, you know what I mean? I got shit to do. <clears throat> but when I started taking the Zoloft, right, it, it was also a period of time where, like, I, I, like, dude, I was just dark, you know what I mean? I was so dark. Like, I, one time I went to church, and I couldn't, I couldn't stand the sight of people in there. I couldn't stand, I went out of obligation for my wife and son because we've we've been going to the storehouse church for over a year and um dude i was just in a bad way dude i like i left early or excuse me like i I left without my family and just had to walk home because i was in such a dark place you know i was resisting you know what i'm saying i was resisting and then you know through my journaling and like you know you know, talking to my MD doctor, talking to my therapist, you know, I realized that it's hard, I realized it's hard for me to be all in with someone if I don't agree with all of their, 100% of their mind, body, and soul. And that's kind of like what's going on right now with cancel culture, where it's like, well, you like the Redskins? Sorry, you're done, okay? Where the command is now. You know what I mean? Like, we live there now, but you know what? Like, I think that, like, with, like, in other words, like, a member of the Storehouse Church, one time I heard, you know, uh, out in the, not at church, but, like, out in, like, public, we were chatting about, like, you know, news stories and stuff like that, and, like, uh, somehow or another, we were talking about facilities, and, like, I'm just going to say they, so, you know, just using, like, proper, uh, pronouns not to reveal anybody because I do believe they are a good person but they were like you know yeah when girls were girls and boys were boys and like you know I I understand what's going on with all that you know I I do and I don't and I want to if that makes sense you know I um I just I think that was an an example though is because before that statement was said they were somebody I looked up to, you know, like very warm presence. And then I realized to myself, like, that's not the right way. It's not the right way to just cancel somebody because they've done one thing wrong. And then I started making a list of all the people I've done that to, you know, I wrote it out in my journal and I was just like, because of this one thing, you know, there's this one guy, you know, um, I just said guy. So yeah, he, he, he goes to uh, the same church. He's younger than me. He's a family man, and uh, he's a musician. And he has a very close relationship with God and, and Jesus. And I've seen him like uh, pray for people. I've seen people pray over him. And dude, you know what happened when I was like not feeling well? Like I'm, I, I, I just like I started to like hate him. You know what I mean? Like fuck this guy. Like wh- why? You know, like, why was I hating this dude who just seemingly, seemingly is just a very nice, warm person to be around, you know? When I left the church that day and walked home, 
I started thinking to myself, I was just like, you know, dude, like, it's because you ain't that way. You're fucking walking home right now on Sunday morning, wearing all black, pissed off. And what are you pissed off about? Like, you're just pissed off about, you know, the same thing that the doctor said, the serotonin receptors being all messed up. Hold on one second. Hello again. Hello. Hello. And then, I, you know, I was just like, you know what, dude, let me try something new, okay? Let me try something, God, that I hadn't done in a long time. And then, dude, I started praying. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like, I realized that, like, a lot of the things that were holding me back, holding me back from, like, accepting spirituality back into my life is, you know, a product of both my mental health, PTSD, even pop culture, even all the magazines and podcasts and all the other things I've read in my life, you know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to, like, just base it upon, like, what others are thinking, you know? You're supposed to, like, look within, and that's what I've been doing out here in the woods, is really looking within to, you know... Find out, like, what we're made up of, you know? Like, what, what is going on? And that's, like, you know, like, really just everything for me has always been, am I really, uh, you know, picking up a, a, piece, a, a large pizza on a Friday night and driving it back to eat with my family? Or, or is, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? You know? Why am I here? Why are you here? Why are you listening to this podcast? Why is spring sprung up in this bitch so lovely right now? You know, like what, am I a fungus growing inside a living organism? Is earth alive? You know what I mean? Is the core going to melt? I don't know, dude. We're, we're here at Bell's Mills where I usually check off, but guess what, baby cakes? Since today's St. Patrick's Day, we're going to keep on rolling, baby. You remember that song by Limp Biscuit back in the day? I never forget that day, man, when, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water, right? Came out. There was like a line of people at Sam, Sam Goody, and it was just awesome. You know what I mean? Like uh, to see people out supporting it, because I think everybody like Limp Biscuit, man. Like everybody. Nah, not everybody. I'm sure somebody's out there like, go to hell. We don't like that music, Bob. My boss continues to call me Rob, but now we're in meetings where he's calling me Rob with other people calling me Bob, and then I could see him like in his head get messed up. Feel bad for him. But back to the God stuff. Dude, prayer, right? Okay, so what is prayer exactly? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could speed through here. That's a good idea, lady. So, the power of prayer. You've probably heard that before, right? So then I start doing research, because you know me. I'm like, you know, trying to figure it all out for you, you know? And so, you know, it is true, without a doubt, that when a group of people get together... And when they get together and pray, their vibration raises, you know what I mean? Excuse me, rises. I don't know the difference. But, um, yeah, like, it's like, like, even in the Aztec Empire, like, they would get together and they would chant and, like, you know, like, all, I forget exactly what that article said, but, like, it would change the atmosphere. It would change the environment. Like, so, like, the collective consciousness of a group of people all doing the same thing, all 
meditating, praying, doing something in a rhythm together can change physical mass. And dude, I love it, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, that's what I'm all about. And I've always been about that. I've always been about there is more to this, this universe. There is more to this realm that we live in, you know? I've seen things in this realm, okay, that are unexplainable. That I can't get into much detail right now. But you know, and I know that you know. And, you know, all those times that those things happened, I was thankful. Thankful and each time anticipating something great. One time when I was in a sensory deprivation tank, it was like one of my like first experiences, maybe the second or third time. And uh, I, you know, your heartbeat gets so low. So you could hear it. Boom. 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 And just, oh my God, like you, it's like not sleep, it's not slumber, and it's not meditation, it's something else. And then, like, when your senses start to dip out, mine went to <laughs> extravagant lengths, and I was in this ocean, and the ocean's raising. There I go again, raising. The ocean rises up in front of me. Sorry about the ambulance. Rises up in front of me, and I'm lost at sea, right? And the current's strong, and the water's dark. And then when I come up over another wave, I see the outline of this massive, like, creature. And it looks like it has, like, almost like a owl-shaped face. And then I got swept into it. And then I realized I was inside this, like, celestial being. And uh, I look down, and I don't see their faces, but I feel like souls, like people, like all around me. And then like I look back up and then like somehow my mind shifts to the to the notion that I'm inside God and we're all inside God right now. God's a living organism just like you and I are living organisms. And in order for God to continue to do what God does, we've always asked the question, why would God take a three, four year old baby from their parents, medical, accidental death, something like that, you know, something tragic, something terrible. It's because we're all living inside. And if one thing goes wrong, sadly it has to go. And when I had that thought, another thought came right after it. And it came from, the, from a dead friend. Brian Letterman said to me, we all grow back. And I wish I took a picture of the journal entry that I put in the sensory deprivation tank place because I saw Brian Letterman and after he said to me we all grow back his beard turned into a staircase that was magnificent you know it was such an experience such a eye-opening moment in my adult life this was just like right before the pandemic too and um yeah I, I love I loved it you know and so you know I'm I'm back to the topic of uh you know, JC and the peoples, you know what I mean? Like, so I practiced hard, you know, trying to think of to myself, like all the different principles. Hold on one sec. Hey, how are you? Good. Hey, buddy. So I started praying, right? And how did I start praying? I looked some stuff up online, you know, and like I, I saw some stuff that like uh, resonates with the type of um, trauma and anxiety that I go through. And uh, I've been, I've been at it, you know, and I've been, 
actually reading the Bible again, dude. Like, I have a Bible app. It's pretty cool. You, like, open it up in the morning, gives you a quote, gives you another quote. I'm still asking questions, okay? Here's a question, okay? I'm going to ask you this, too, at the same time as uh, I'll ask, you know, myself and others as I continue this spiritual journey. Why is everlasting life so important? Everlasting. Right? Like, several times throughout the Bible, they talk about it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet to live forever, but I mean, like, what else is going on there? You know what I mean? Maybe it is that, you know, you live a life and then you start over again. And you just keep on doing it until you perfect it. And then, I don't know, maybe you can turn into, like, a tree and just chill then. You know what I mean? (laughs) That'd be pretty sweet, but... So I start praying, okay, and then the Zoloft kicks in, and I can't tell if it's the Zoloft or the prayer, but both of them together at the same time, it's pretty sweet. So I've been trying hard to not mock, like I was, I, I mocked for so long, and mocking is just one of the worst things you can do as a human being, because you're taking away something's vibration, you're taking away something's message, if you will, like interpreting like making it your own and then they start realizing oh shit you know i've never actually looked into like jesus and all the other parts of the religion from a perspective of solely based on my own i've never had my own relationship with jc or god like i've only based it upon my what i've learned what i've uh you know googled and uh, what i've listened to like on podcasts and you know i I never had it from, I never thought to stop and say to myself, now, you're, you're being judgmental here because of trauma. Like your trauma is taking you over and you're having a trauma response to something that was not your fault. I think one of the other things that really like just, it was hard to understand too. It's like, and this is the other thing I've been meditating on. It's like, is it really important what JC looked like? And that's something that I struggled with big time because it's like, okay, you recall, there's a famous painting. I think it comes out in like 1921, 1940. I can't remember exactly. I was just looking at this picture the other day. It's the modern day picture of Jesus where he's like, you know, looking up at the, like, uh, <clears throat> it's almost like a school photo and he's looking off to the right and his posture is correct. His eyes are blue, his beard is brown, and his chin's chiseled. You know, a very, you know, modernized version of Jesus. And then, of course, like I told you about, like, the films and stuff like that, of him being depicted. And then, you know, when you do, do like, um, discover on your own that, no, in fact, Jesus was probably five feet tall, had olive skin, you know, and, like, you know, uh, maybe he didn't have long hair. Maybe he had short hair. But you know who? But then, like, I'm start, as I'm starting to like look up these features, right? I realize that that is a human, uh, how do I say, like a, a human like error. It, it, like we always compare things, you know, or we always like try to say, oh, you look like so and so, and try to make connections, right? And then I start thinking to myself, like, dude, what if I couldn't see, you know? Somebody could describe it to you. And then there's like that journal, excuse me, that Bible entry where, you know, he rubs the mud on blind man's um, face, tells him to go to the, the water and wash it away. You can see. And then there's a part in the Bible there where he gets like questioned by authority. 
And he's just like, dude, go ask him, man. I don't know how this happened, you know? And I like that part, you know? Because, yeah, like, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I, the healing thing, the healing part, I've always just... When I was young, I was in the Special Olympics Soapbox Derby. And um, I remember, I think I might have been, like, eight or so. And uh, when, when they teamed me up, they teamed me up with, uh, like, a tall kid who... Um, was like, a, like I, I'm not going to say aggressive, but like he, you know, he definitely was like hard to, uh, hard to keep still, you know? And um, regardless, I remember like being scared just because I'd never like, you know, been, a, been around someone like that when I was a young age. And then I remember just the switch happening at me and just being like, you know what, dude? Let me try to make this guy's day bright. You know what I mean? Let me try to help this dude out. And I've always felt that way, man, since day, <clears throat> that day. And forward, I, sometimes I see people, a kid, a wheelchair, dude, and it just gets me emotional, you know? Because it's like, I can't imagine, you know? I remember when my son was born, like, you know, you, you find out if everything's okay during the ultrasound. Like, God, dude, how my nerves are shot, you know? Like... And I'm very thankful that, you know, my son is a healthy, beautiful young man. And, um, yeah, I just, I really like the fact that Jesus healed the the people, you know? Like, I don't, it's just, that's, I like that. I like healing, you know? Like, I think that that's important. And um, that's what I've been trying to do, man, with these podcasts and therapy talking to you guys, making sure you're okay, you know what I mean, like, I know many of you too have struggles, and many of you, you know, you know, don't have an easy time with this either, you know, life, it sucks sometimes, <clears throat> I'm about to go up a hill, I was going to end this, but you know what, let's see how far I can keep it going, hey, eh? but the other thing too is, I also, like, saying this stuff, you know, Proclaiming something. I used to think too that it's like everyone has to be okay with you to agree with something. And like, it's something my uh, my childhood brought about. It was just that I was more concerned with what everyone else was feeling rather than myself. And I'm not doing that no more. I'm trying to figure out who I really am, dude. You know what I mean? Like, for real, for real. Like, what, like I said before, like, what are we doing here? Why are we here? You know? And I saw somebody this morning when I was out getting groceries. This woman comes up and interrupts. A cashier's like, she's already ringing somebody out. And she interrupts. And she takes out a coupon. She shows the coupon to the cash register lady. And she says, in the most serious, serious voice, is this really on sale and is this sale still active right now and dude she was so so like I, I i believed her you know what i mean i was just like this this is everything for her you know and i wonder how many people really are like that that are so consumed with the small trivial things you know like just real trivial you know like 
I used to be like that, man. I'm not saying I'm 100% not like that right now, okay? Um, dude, I was so self-obsessed with my image. So dumb. You know, like, being in a band and, like, being overweight. Like, oh, God. I used to get shit on all the time, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, 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 it'd be great if Cahill could lose, like, 20 pounds. I, I heard that more than once, you know? It's pretty heavy when I, when I was a kid. And I didn't really drink water, and I was really dehydrated, you know what I mean? Like, these are things I wasn't really taught until, you know, I taught myself later in life that, yeah, dude, you got to drink water. Water's life. Water's key. So, yeah, man, like, it, it, being self-absorbed, um, yeah, I, now I work out and I, I'm healthy, but I'm doing it not for that no more. I'm doing it for my mind. Like, I'm just doing it for my mind, man. You know, like, I, I love this right here, like this hike. I love hiking because it doesn't even seem like exercise to me, really. It's like, I like this, you know, like, and I'm thankful for that, man, because I did not like it back in the day. I'm like, oh, God, another hill, you know. And I'm not really feeling that, you know? So I'm thankful for that, dude. I'm totally thankful for the fact that, like, you know, I'm on this new path, man. I changed up my whole story again, you know? Like, it, it is like that, too, where you could just change it all up in one afternoon, one morning. You could just make a wish and just say to yourself, Nah, dude, I don't want to be like that no more. I want to be a new man, new woman, new they, new them. Man, I see some, some uh, flowers budding out here. It's beautiful, you know? Make today that day. If you're, if you're somebody who's struggling, like I recently have come across several people who are really hurt as well. And make it, make, make the promise to yourself, man, that today's going to be the day that you start to, to take, the, take the steps necessary to properly self-soothe yourself, you know? Like what, is, like, what is that? What is soothing to you? Like, do you have... A good idea of like what it takes to make you feel soothed. I didn't. You know, I really didn't for a long time. There, there is a nice looking dog coming down the hill right now. It was sweetie. It's all good. I'm good. Dog's name's Gus. Oh, Barry. Barry, my bad. Good looking <laughs> dog. Have a nice day. Wow, beautiful dog. What was that show uh, back in the day? Oh yeah, Mr. Belvedere. St. Bernard? Is that what it is? But regardless, man, what are, we, what are we saying here now? What are we doing here? Yeah, so I mean, like, I used to really be upset with the idea of organized religion. And then, you know, the people who go there, despite the fact that maybe they have flaws, we all have flaws, okay? We're we perfect. No one's perfect. If, we, if there is... Like, they should cast them in a movie, because I'm sure everybody would go watch that, because it'd be something we'd never seen before, you know? Like, I make mistakes all the time, and the difference now is I'm back into the, the element of not punishing myself when I make such stupid mistakes, you know? Like, what you, be nice, you know? So, yeah, I, I'm also, like, you know, I'm going to join that church band. Like, I'm going to play music again and I'm going to get my wish by playing at like 9 and 11 o'clock in the morning 
because let's face it, nobody wants to play at 11 p.m. at this age. Nope. I can't even imagine inviting friends out for a show to start at 11 p.m. Yeah. It's wild, right? And then, you know, the other thing that, that I, I started doing is I started making myself available for anything and not saying no, you know, like, ah, oh, I can't do it, I'm too tired, ah, oh, I can't do it, I got, you know, like, just show up. Be someone who shows up. And you know what? I promise you this, dude. If you are that person who shows up when everyone I say, you know what I mean? You'll be remembered for it. You know? You will. Because some people don't show up. And they never will. Because they're not supposed to. There's certain people who are chosen to help with things and change things. And I'm feeling that vibe right now. And you know what? Like, today is St. Patrick's Day, so that's my... St. Patrick's Day wish for y'all. Maybe, you know, merry, may it be fun. But also, like, dude, today, like, of all days, especially when you're getting the drink on, take a moment to give the, you know, toast to yourself for being alive in the year 2023 when everything seems like it could be as crazy as possible. You're here with me, the B.O.B. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of... The Bobcast.